first episode of Highly Heard, the podcast where two best friends hip each other to new music, get together and talk about it, and record it just for you. My name is Rowan Smith. With me, as always, is the ever-talented singer-songwriter, Miss Sybil Chanel. Sybil, how are you tonight, darling? What up, babe? I'm feeling great. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. We're finally doing this. I'm excited about it. I am too, right? It's been six months in the making. Yay, us. Uh, high five. Uh, finally. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're doing the shoestring style. We're at my brother's studio right now in his bedroom on some home recording equipment, high-end home recording equipment, by the way. I mean, we've recorded plenty of albums on this stuff. It's nothing to laugh at, but you're still going to hear like, you you're know. You're going to hear the chairs creak like right now. Yeah, you're going to hear chairs squeak. <laughs> you're going to hear maybe dogs running past. You might hear people in the background. People live here. Right. Um, but uh, Sybil, stop by. what exactly are we doing here? Ah, uh, okay. Basically, homie, we are going to give each other weekly assignments. We're going to give each other albums to listen to. Um, we're going to check out, we're going to, we're going to talk about specific things about the album. We're going to talk about the way the album makes us feel, the highs, the lows. We're going to talk about a little bit about the musician, um, our connection to the musician. We're going to talk about the lyricism. Mm. We're going to talk about the musicianship, like whatever the album we're gonna inspires. Get, we're going to get deep. I mean? We're going to Yeah, get we're going to break thing. it down however right. it makes us feel like breaking it down. And uh, yeah, we're gonna do that every week, and at least try to. That's the point. yeah, that's, that's the, the goal. Plan. This is our very first episode, so right. we're, we're gonna try to do this as much as we can. Hopefully, we get some listeners. I mean, right now we're kind. Of, it's it feels kind of like we're little kids like playing with our toys right now because like like nobody's listening. <laughs> Right, to us so right just, now right like, so we're, we're just, just kind of like we're just here to, we don't talking. even know if people are gonna listen right, we have no idea but it'll be great there, somewhere there's somebody that'll listen yeah somewhere. yeah i think i think people will dig it man i mean it's we're 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 taking the, the thing I, I dig about this idea is that it's two friends sharing music with each other like people always do but i think we're people with very broad musical tastes and i think that a lot of times we'll have albums that are very different from each other. Right. Uh, there'll be a lot of interesting discussions there, but I think that we're both heads when it comes to music. So definitely. So and we also have different musical backgrounds. Sure. You know? I grew up listening to certain things. You grew up listening mm-hmm. to certain things. Yeah. So we've got things that we've, you know, been influenced by. So these perspectives are definitely sometimes they'll be sometimes they'll be in agreement. Sometimes they'll be congruent. Sometimes they'll be polar fucking opposites. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole thing is about. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? It's it's uh, it's not like we're, like you said, it's not like we're from the same background, so we're not going to be always talking, oh, isn't this wonderful or oh isn't this God, the best? Oh my God, this album's amazing. Yeah, right. There might, we so, might have. I love it when they do this. Yeah, I love it too. No, that's... You and I have been in the car before and I've been like, you're absolutely full of shit. Likewise. <laughs> I'm like, dude, if you don't turn this shit off right now, like I'm losing it. So yeah, all right. Be great. So all right. So what's the album that uh, that I assigned to you? All right. So uh, this, week. this week's albums are pretty cool. Both of them are great albums. Let's say that. First of all, we'll, let's are. say this: they will always be good albums, at least in our opinion. They are good. So albums. bam. But that being said, uh, Rowan gave me an album by a Norwegian artist named uh, Bernhoff. Uh, some people know him as Jarl. Barnhoff. Bernhoft. Yeah, yes. he went he he initially came out as that. Yeah. And then I think after, you know, like some PR meetings and <laughs> and, and a couple of management connections, he changed it to just Bernhoft. Um but anyway, it's his most recent EP called uh The Morning Comes. And uh what's your album? The album that you gave me is called Okay Lady. 
mm-hmm. by a cat named Roman. What's his last name? Roman Jean Arthur. Jean Arthur. Yeah. Uh, this cat is bad. I think he's. Pretty the, I, I really like this guy. I really like this guy. I was I was dubious at first Fair because enough. this is this is an interesting album. It's Radiohead mashed with D'Angelo songs, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge D'Angelo, D'Angelo fan. fan. Yeah, I know. Radiohead, on the other hand, uh, while I we'll get into it, we'll get into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But let's talk about the album that I gave you first. Uh, Bernhoft is kind of how I learned that you were a real music head. Like, uh, it was in the, I, I had it playing in the car. I picked you up from work one day. Mm-hmm. We'd only known each oh, other for I remember a few that. months. I know, those yeah, were fun days. Those were fun days. Uh, <laughs> we had only known each other for a few weeks, or a few months at that time. And you were like, oh, who is this? Who are you listening to? This sounds familiar. And I was like, oh, it's this Cat Bernhoft. It's his new record. Newer record. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you were like, oh, yeah, I know about this cat. And you're the only person I knew that, that knew that I, at that point I was like, okay, she's a digger. She digs for you. You're me. the only person I knew that knew of Bernhoff. Well, he's also. Not, I mean, he's a Grammy nominated <laughs> cat, but at the same recently, yeah, but Recent, recently, very, very recently, and he became Grammy. It was nominated. just a couple years ago, 2015, yeah. 16, something like, like that. that, like super fresh for Icelander, but or Islander, been, excuse me. Yeah, but he's been doing it for a hot minute. Yeah, hot minute. Yeah, he has his first that uh, that. My first experience with him was a double live record that he put out that was amazing. I was blown away. One, the first record is just him with his loop stations. He's a loop pedal artist. Yeah. Amazing loop pedal. Now, some of those guys can suck and they're not fun to watch, but he's amazing with it. That's that's where my appreciation and interest in him stemmed from. Mm -hmm. I the first thing I ever heard from him was uh, "Come on Talk." which it's an amazing tune and I I I caught that video randomly and it was at a time when I had just purchased my voice live uh effects pedal and I was like I was like just beginning to fall deep into my love of pedals and vocal effects and looping and all this type of shit and then here's this freaking dude with this soulful ass voice that I've fucking never seen before just coming through with this song come on talk killing it with yeah. the loop pedal yeah and with mad soul and he was pretty cool on the guitar and i was like oh shit what blew my mind about him was he, he had the he has the and i dig i dig it when guys can when that guys do this it's like uh you don't they don't look like what they sound like at all. He does not. I mean, he's a skinny white cat from with, with Johnny Bravo hair. Johnny Bravo hair. Not only that, he's also got these huge Coke bottle glasses. Glasses, yeah. And and he's bad. This cat is bad. Yeah. He. I mean, there's only yeah. like there's only a couple of uh, loop pedal artists that I actually dig. Katie Tunstall is one of them. I've She's, not checked her. She's badass. She's okay. a badass. Check her out. Um, and this cat, he's kind of a hippie dude, jam band guy. Uh, extremely talented. What's his name? Keller Williams. Uh, I thought you were going to say Zach Deputy. I'm like, yo, I like him. No, no. Okay. This guy, he's Keller Williams. Uh, he's been around for a really long time, too. I caught him at one of those, like, three o'clock in the morning shows. Okay, fair enough. Opening up for Spearhead, like, during Jazz Fest or something. Random. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. But he was one of those guys that I, I saw him do. I was like, oh, another loop pedal guy. Dude, and I... He, but he was ridiculous. Just yo, like, I have yeah. a I have a, a love for loop pedals. When, you can, when it's done properly. When some, it's done properly and by a person who actually... I don't, I'm not impressed by vocal effects 
from a person who doesn't actually have vocal talent. Right. That does nothing for right. me. In fact, it annoys the shit Something out of me. Something to hide behind. Yeah. But if you're a person who has an amazing voice and you use it as an enhancement mm-hmm. to do awesome shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yo, panty dropping, panty and, dropping, and if the I wore way, it. The, the thing I love about the way that Bernhoft does it, live anyway, um, is he builds the song right in front of you on the loop station, yes. but you don't, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like that's how the song was written. It doesn't feel like you're listening to a guy on a loop station. It feels like you're listening to a band coming into mm-hmm. a song naturally. Now on the flip side though, uh, I feel like when he's with a band, he's just as enjoyable. I like both. Uh, when I came to him, uh, it was with that double album and the second album was all band the first album was him with that loop station killing shit and then the second one was him with a band killing it and i i felt like it showed a really broad range of talent from this guy fair enough um you know what i don't disagree with that but i'll just say you know like we mentioned uh in the beginning of this like i mentioned in the beginning of this we come from different musical backgrounds Mm -hmm. i you know i'm born and raised in new orleans so that being said live live bands are the standard yeah so i that's not that's not new to me that's not different and or impressive it's cool and i definitely appreciate it Mm -hmm. and you know but at the end of the day it's the band that's shining Mm. you know what i mean like the artist is the artist but it's the bass man and his flavor that's fucking amazing it's the drummer and his sauce that's fucking amazing so what i really dig is the solo Bernhoft. It's the Bernhoft with the pedals, with the loop station and the effects and his level of musicianship. I really like to watch how he builds a song and builds a background. That shit is impressive and amazing to me. Mm. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the live music thing or the live instruments. <clears throat> Live instrumentation. Um, it's, it's just something just, you're used to. Yeah, it's just, it's just something that's you're like... You're used to a kick-ass band. You yeah. Know? When, you see, yeah. when you see somebody doing something different, it's you a know, little bit You know, when I more. see a person standing on their own doing mm. something awesome... And he does it, man. He does, he really man. Does. That's, that's, that's dope to me. That's yeah. fresher to me than a, uh, an entire band. Well, uh, he's recently put out two separate EPs after his Grammy-nominated album, uh, The Islander, which was... A ridiculous album as well. A really ridiculously good. Um, this particular EP is my favorite of the two. Uh, the Morning Comes, his 2017 release. Um, we're going to play a little bit of this and then we're going to get into it, I think. What do you think? Cool. Let her rip. This is by far my least favorite track on this EP. I'm not a fan of the initial uh, uh, rap startup <laughs> thing, that, that hip-hop thing that he started out with. I didn't dig that at all. Um, <clears throat> the song is also very mid-90s for me, which 
I don't know. I mean, I grew up in that time, so yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like wowed at maybe an homage to it. I guess I don't know. This is my least favorite part, uh, song on the on the on the EP. But let me Coming ask. Up, okay, let me ask you be... this though. Let me ask you this. When you say this is your least favorite song on the EP. Does that mean this is your least favorite song on an amazing record? Like it's still a pretty good song? I mean, I, or do I'm you cool. mean I'm like cool this is album. a whack track on an otherwise great album? I feel like this album is pretty cool. Um, I'm good with the album, but I I could have done without this track. And then I hate it's it's five minutes long. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's two minutes and eleven seconds too long because it's five minutes and eleven seconds. It's two minutes and eleven seconds long. I don't dig the breakdown. No, the opener is five minutes and 13 minutes long. Five minutes and 13 seconds? Five minutes and 13 seconds. Okay, I thought it was five minutes and 11. So it's five minutes and 13. So it's two minutes and 13 seconds too long. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think it should be. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be a three minute song. Um, There's a breakdown in it that I don't dig, although I do like the drums. See, right here, when it gets jazzy like this. I'm cool but it, it's the that. music. It's not him. It's okay. the music. That's the what music I'm cool is with. cool. Okay. But like him on the track is not impressive, and like not to me anyway. Like this. I disagree. I, I but I know, I know, I know. I don't, I don't, I don't dig it. There's a breakdown that happens that like really sold me on not liking the song. Um, he does this like raspy falsetto that almost sounds sort of yelly to me um it sounds affected it's definitely an affected it, it sounds something but, I mean, like, we're I talking about we a guy point of the song this is a guy that can sing i know he can tears I'm, for fears what's that tune that tears for fears tune that he does at like an octave. everybody wants to rule the world or maybe but he does maybe. it an octave above what I mean, the original yo, song I'm not is. saying that the dude himself absolutely sucks, but I don't like this song. Like, I I swear to God, See, okay, the, so this the is, last this part two right minutes here, and this... 13 seconds of the song, I just, I spent wishing that it would stop. This. This right here. Oh. I love it. Bro, this, I, I it. hate, I hate the way, he sounds like he's like screaming, like, I love it. I, I, I don't know. I like a clean, it, man. If, if I'm gonna do a, a if, I don't know. I like a clean. I like a clean falsetto. And this is just. He's killing. Shit. I feel like he's I think screaming. He's killing it he right sounds now. He, to me. He sounds kind of like a like somebody being a puppet. Like I think he's killing making, it. like puppet uh, voice. Uh, uh, I don't he dig it. He sounds great. I think he sounds great. I know you do. I totally I don't it. dig it. I don't dig <laughs> it at all, bro. Like I was right. waiting for this song to end. Okay. Um, I think the musicianship on it, though. I'll say this: the, the musicianship on it, musicianship, whatever. The musicianship, the, the production, vibe, whatever. It's all on. cool. Like I, I, I think that's cool. But I'm not digging Burnhoff on the track. This vibe is ridiculous. I'm not. I'm, I'm even digging the background. But like, I just feel like it just goes on too long. This right here happens for like 45 seconds or more. Why? Like why? It's a great groove, man. I, nah, man. I was, I, like, yeah. All right, so this is your low point. This is my low point, for sure. Of the record. Um, Do you have a high point? Yes. So, uh, my high point. My high point is this song called uh, Skip Forward, bro, to yeah, track yeah, number track four. Is it? is it four? You Belong? You Belong, yeah. So, here's what I like about the song. Go ahead and let it rip. All right, let's, let's turn it up for a second. Let's okay. check this out. We might try to run and get in front of it And we will never survive We gotta wait for the free train to pass 
too wild Trying to stay alive and we die These tracks separating us Humanity aside The only way is to levitate And break the slate Cause it will never get clean But there's another part I want to have you bring up, though, in the second verse. Um, so this song is definitely my high point. First of all, I like the track. I'm loving the track. I love the groove. I am a huge fan of songs that have a constant four on the floor, which is a solid, you know, just a constant kick. But the flow over it is slow. I love that. I'm a huge fan of a fast, slow, slow, fast. Sure. You know what I mean? Like there's something there's that that's like for some reason that is like ultra sexy and or attention grabbing to me. Like a, and if you pay attention, this song's like uh, 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 uh. but he's slow. You know what I mean? But the the groove is still slow, but it never stops. It's a constant kick. Mm, 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 mm. I love that. That's so th- that that's the first turn turn on for me. Um, and then it's his lyrical content. So this whole song, at least what I got is about it, it it talks about police brutality mm-hmm. it talks about white privilege mm-hmm. uh he makes a statement in the song and i'm paraphrasing because i don't know the lyrics exactly but he makes a, a statement in the song where he says something along the lines of i hope the shoulders that i'm standing on know that i am not trying to press them down right yeah like he goes on so for me that was him acknowledging the fact that at the end of the day, you are a white man who makes a li- you are a foreign, blonde-haired, blue-eyed white man who makes a living off of essentially black music and the fact that you have this super soulful, basically black tonation. You know, or what you know what is he knows who his you know I mean? uh, who his influences are. He knows and uh, there's knows there's a he's ta- fuck ton there, there's a fuck ton of artists now and in the past there's a ton of artists who made a living that way who have become idols and icons and greats you know you're fucking people like elvis people like eric clapton and these guys had whatever talent they had but at the end of the day these guys well eric clapton actually admitted that his shit was all influenced by the 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 blues and so on and so but you know but the real cat the real cats know what's happening yeah but like you know there's cats like elvis for sure who did not acknowledge the fact that everything you had and he's like considered they they call him the king of rock and roll when there were like phenomenal black artists who had already done that and we're doing amazing shit already done the songs done it and he just got credit simply because you know what i mean he they they you know he made no mention of where he he got this from mm-hmm. at least this guy is acknowledging that and i feel like that's not done enough it hasn't been done enough so i was beyond impressed and moved by that sure being a person of color being a woman of color being an artist mm. who who has who like is into this and geeks out about music and who has watched a multitude of artists have this thing happen to them to have this dude granted he's not american because you know <laughs> But 
<laughs> he fucking acknowledges. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, yo, I've always high point I, for sure. That's one of the things I like about him. He, well, not one of the things. It's part of many of the things that I like about him is not only his musicianship and his. Uh, impressive abilities with the loop pedals and his songwriting his lyricism cross it when he writes about love it's beautiful when he writes about politics it's subversive and smart and he knows his place in it he mm-hmm. knows what he can mm-hmm. and can't talk about oh right you know another thing about that song there's a yeah. line where he says i can't hide my hide mm. you know what i mean he's mm-hmm. like yo at the end of the yeah. day i know i'm a fucking white dude <laughs> but yo yeah i'm a white dude who understands that like everything that i'm you know mm. didn't come from me it came from this and i'm fortunate enough to be able to mm-hmm. you know what i mean live this life as a result of it and you know that's a fucking huge thing to me. Absolutely. That's a huge thing because yeah. it doesn't happen enough. You're right. Especially here. I agree. Um, especially here. But anyway, right. you know, like we skipped to my high point, but let me just go back really quick. Okay. Um, let me mention song number two, I'm which go is back We you. Have a Dream. We Have a Dream. I'm just going to yeah. play it in the back. We have, we have a Dream. So it's another song where he's like being kind of political. I feel like this song is a little I bit more. I love that line right there. We Have what? a Dream. Uh, a Dream. Uh, I think he's gonna say it again. Uh, I think he has a, a verse right now. Oh no, he doesn't. Okay, this line right here. We dream of having fought for more than painted fences. I like that's a good line. Right? That is a good line. That's a great line. Um, he's a great writer. He, I feel like he's this saying song he's is saying cool. things that other people have said, uh, but in a in a very un- not unique way, but an interesting way. With through his metaphors and, and the words he chooses and the way sometimes, he chooses to say things, sometimes I think it's pretty sometimes impressive. I think he says across some, the board, I'm, I mean, like he's, I'm, I'm, yeah, he's a cool songwriter for sure. Not, mm. I'm not, I'm not as into him as you are. Okay. So you know, what I mean, sure. we're gonna, I'm not gonna be as excited about it as you are. But I mean, I, again, the dude is dope. He's mad talented. I love him. I love his his ideas and his his vision. So this song in of, particular of his music. Um, We Have a Dream We Have a Dream Song number two This is a, a good It's a cool song um, At times it's a little hokey to me It's definitely um, one of those like Let's all come together Yeah yeah Which is which can be a little hokey um, There's things about this song That are cool to me This song gives me notes Of a song that I really like uh, By this guy by, by Boz Skaggs Called um, Is it Dirty Lowdown Or Lowdown um, But it's a song a bunch of people have heard it actually okay. I could kind of I could I could pull it up so you can hear what I'm talking about okay um, but this song totally totally gives me notes of this tune and so because of that I'm kind of I have a little bit of, of a like of a little bit of love for it alright give me the uh, auxiliary chord hold bro. on one second let me just give you a little snippet of this the backgrounds of we have a dream. Totally give me this. Okay. The backgrounds this. from this song. Oh, sure. Yeah. This this song. There's like that song, We Have a Dream, the hook for sure gives me this feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. The whole song, the whole song gives me dirty lowdown. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to unplug this. 
The title of the song is Low Down. It is not Dirty Low Down, so I need to check that. <laughs> um, sorry about that, Boz. Dug it. A great mm-hmm. song. Low Down. That's a classic. Um, but so that's that's what makes this song. It gives it. it, it I, I'm not really impressed by this song, but I can appreciate the the low down undertones that it gives me. Mm-hmm. Um, makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Sure. Song number three, Visceral. First of all, yeah. he had me with the title. <laughs> I like the title. I like visceral. That's one of my favorite words. Um, the groove on this song is nice, and his delivery is pretty freaking smooth. Um, again, the the production on this album is good. The this this track is fresh. The track is a lot of fun. Um, I like the mood. I yeah. like the synth. Yeah, uh, this is yeah. all hot to me. Yeah, I'm all it's like, the... yeah. But but even on this one, his his falsetto has that rawness to it. Are you okay with it on this track versus the other one? Let's go back. Let's let me let it let it roll right quick because I don't remember him being as. <laughs> I like his. I like this. This is in my vein. Like stripped down. Yeah, like some yeah. of my favorite shit right now. I go through musical phases, and right now I'm in a deep. I don't know if you want to call it ambient or like just stripped down phase where like I like electronic sounds. Yeah, like over like you know with, with even simple simple hooks and simple vocals. And the track's not doing much. This actually gives me like a touch. The little, the little uh, snare run gives me like just a smidgen touch of a trap beat, yeah. which kind of yeah. makes me a little happy. Cause I like trap music. I don't like, I, I don't like shit. trap lyrics, but I love the beats. The performers are ridiculous. I don't care about them, but the music, the beats aren't the, the literal beats are, music. I like them. I like the stripped down stuff. Sure. Trip trap music. I like sure. not trap artists. Not trap rap sure but the actual music the tracks most of those shits i like because a lot of them Here's are like the falsetto but see to me that's not his falsetto okay. that's like high harmonies so uh-huh. there's like a lot going on that's not him being like like i feel like in the other one he's like i feel like like in that other one i just the whole time i want to at the first song i just want to offer him like a haul it's like bro you need this or like a fucking ricola or something i, I just like you need some tea bro uh, Do you need to hawk a loogie? I've been there, brother. I've been there. Well, all right. So, um, but yeah. So that was that was songs one through what think, four? Yeah, I think we hit all of. Them. Well, no, the last tune is the one we played a little bit of it earlier. Uh, well, it started playing underneath, and that was uh, is it Little Ghost? I think it's called. You sketched yourself into a lie. Yeah, this was one that didn't feel like it belonged with the rest of the tunes. It's a really pretty song, I think, but it's not, it doesn't fit with the rest of the songs on the EP. No, this song is, it's, it's, it's pretty sad. Um, it sounds like he lost someone really Yeah, it's, it sounds me. like he lost someone. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too uh, yeah, presumptuous I'm, about who it yeah. might have been, but it sounds like something horrible. <laughs> So yeah, but it but it's it's gut wrenching and beautiful, but it doesn't it doesn't as part of the EP, 
Yeah. I don't feel like it fits. Yeah. Or or maybe I wonder if it would have been a little bit more appropriate at a different position. Like maybe you know, I'm I'm open to uh, people like bringing it down in the middle mm-hmm. and then building it back up and mm-hmm. leaving you on a high point. Um, I feel like energetically, the rest of the album was a lot higher. Mm. The energy was higher. It was a little bit. It was more vibrant. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this this one is it's a lot more subdued. And as we said, it's it sounds sad. It sounds as if he lost someone. And um, yeah. I, I agree with you. I guess it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily seem uh, like a piece of this puzzle, you know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't. It doesn't necessarily seem like a piece of this puzzle. Well, um, all right. So, but that's Bernhoft's uh, 2017 release, "The Morning Comes." Yeah. So, if you had to rate this thing, given what you know about Bernhoft versus what he displayed on this EP if you had to break it down into stars I suppose what would they be this is we haven't completely decided what our rating system is going to be first episode let's just go with stars one through five stars what would you give it I give this album overall a three a three yeah I give it three out of five stars I'm gonna go a solid four the production on it is cool um he has definite moments where where his lyricism is is fresh um i like his approach on some things um but for me it gets a three because it's pretty familiar right you know what i mean yeah i'm gonna give it a four for that exact reason because it's pretty familiar because it's familiar it's like comfort food for me it's it's delicious it fills me up you know what i mean i'm not looking at it through any sort of prism of um like I know where you got this. You know what I mean? I'm not like somebody's done this better. It's something I like. It's like, you know, uh, I've had apple pie plenty of times. And a lot of people bake delicious fucking apple pie. And this is delicious apple pie, if you ask me. I'm going to give this a solid four. <laughs> I, like that you, I like that you made this like comfort food okay so little quick little moment of insight so there's a running joke because rowan is a fucking super taster don't know what that is google it but rowan basically eats really basic shit because essentially why are you putting he, me on don't put me on because, blast because on essentially like, like some, all this is getting cut there's out. like I'm some shit why i think that's fucking necessary though bro <laughs> That's like backstory like a motherfucker. Yo, homie won't even eat mustard because if he puts mustard on his shit, it's all he tastes. So homie's a fucking super taster. So he likes comfort food, basic shit. Me, on the other hand, I'm trying to try some shit. I want Thai food. I want Vietnamese food. I fucking love Indian food. I like soul food. Uh-huh. I like a variety of things and spices and flavors and all that type of shit. Right. My homie likes to keep it pretty simple pretty comfortable um yeah he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't experiment too much with his taste um 
and when I'm not comes, like that. When it, well, when it comes to like Southern cuisine, it, yeah, so, I mean, like, it, you, it's a it, different, it's a different monster. Anyway, anyway, I just so feel the like record, that was necessary the record. for him, like with him mentioning his comfort food <laughs> thing, like yo, it's good comfort is, food. This is good comfort food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't suck at all. No, it's, it's great. It doesn't. It's it's a it's a it's a great piece of work overall. Well done. The production on it, I totally dig. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna do our rating system, like you said, we don't have a whatever. But I'm gonna go three out of five stars, and I'm gonna give it that again. Production was the strongest thing for me on okay. this album. Uh, he had moments of great lyricism for me. So three out of five. Boom. Yeah, four out of five for me. Solid all the way around. I'm a fan of all of it. Singing, lyricism, production. I just uh, I think that the song choice for this could have been one less and still would have been just as impactful. And I'm going to also, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on that and say the song selection could have been a little different, but mm. you know, his vision is his, is his vision, but sure. for my own taste, which is what we're both discussing here, our taste. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a good record. Yeah. Now, we still have a whole other record to discuss. Yes, we do. Uh, yes, we do. Um, and I'm looking forward to that one. This yeah. album is definitely one of my favorites. Um, the second album, your album, uh, or the album that I gave to you rather, mm-hmm. is by Roman Jean Arthur. Um, he is on the Wonderland label. He is an artist uh, signed with and associated with Janelle Monet, who is also an artist that I think is fucking amazeballs. She's uh, pretty dope. She's, and she, I don't think she gets enough play. I don't think she, she does doesn't either, get enough bro. Play. I don't think she does amazing. either, brother. I really don't. Um, and she's surrounding herself with some pretty amazing artists too. This yeah, guy, uh, Jadena. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jadena. Not He's familiar. pretty freaking popular. Not familiar. Oh yeah, she's got so she's got these artists that she signed under her label that okay. are like coming out. Well, hit me to that too. Uh, there's Jadena. Jadena's kind of like a he's one of these rap scene cats, but some of his stuff is cool. I'll, I'll put you on that. Anyway, um, all right. So, okay, lady. Yeah, is, this is his 2015 uh, EP. It's what six songs? I think it's overall, six it's like songs. 20. One of them is a 23 second interlude, though. How long so does really, track it's the, about how, how five. How long is the album all together? So, like, mm, I, I'm gonna say about 15, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, maybe. maybe? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Sure. Like that? Yeah. yeah. It's also a short one. Mm-hmm. All right. So I just text Spotify. The album is actually 19 minutes. 19 minutes. So it's only a minute longer than the other one. Easy listen. Yeah. So we both are on some shorties. Um, all right, so the reason that I gave you this album is because I think it's dope that this guy uh, mashes up two different artists from two different genres. Um, the artists are Radiohead and D'Angelo, and he does this vocal musical mashup. When I said mashup to Rowan initially, he thought that I meant that this guy was taking samples from these songs and like putting them together. I guess right. that's what a traditional mashup is, but sure. I couldn't think of a better way to describe it. But He's not. He's he's taking these songs and he's keeping them pretty much as they are, core, like the melodies and things are pretty much the same, but he just smashed he just makes them blend together really, really freaking well. Yeah, that's one of the things I was really impressed by was uh the way his arrangements worked, taking verses from either D'Angelo or Radiohead and then the choruses from either or <clears throat> and the way he put them all together. And his he played everything on this as well, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, that was relatively impressive as well. I'm going to play the title track called All I Need. 
and then we'll uh, we'll get it's into not the it. It's the first track. The first track. Excuse me. I'm gonna play the first track, which to me is one of the. I'm gonna say now is uh, one of the high points of the album for me. Uh, unlike your the first track on on the Bernhoff record you listened to was a low point for you. This one is definitely a high point. Uh, it's uh, it's it happens to be one of my favorite D'Angelo songs. So I really like the way he flipped it, and I'll I'll talk about the Radiohead stuff as well after we listen to it. Oh, they, they, they don't think I don't see them looking at you All of them wishing they could have you And as a matter of fact, a bunch of them itching for you to scratch them I'm already sold. So right here, for me, I'm, I'm loving... I, I dig Radiohead, um, mostly because of Tom York, but you know... Uh, I'm a huge D'Angelo fan So right now I'm already sold Because I love the fact that He kept pretty much the identical Bass line and chords Chord structure The harmonies Whatever All the for, harmonies in the back are still Are very D'Angelo Right but he kept and the bass here, line And the what you call it from the radio head From the radio head He kept that locked and then he comes back with the D'Angelo lyrics. Mm. And, ba- well, yo, here, and here you have the, the radio head. Lyrics. Right, he takes the radio head hook all together and like, while also, all this over the D'Angelo backbeat. Mm-hmm. I'm still... Alright, so in my research, I had to go back and research all these songs. In my research, I realized that Tom York is way more of a lyricist than I ever gave him credit for. He's way more of a writer than I ever thought he was. Tom York is a bad boy. He's a bad motherfucker. He is. I'm still not sold on the band as a whole. They are great musicians. It's just not my it's not my thing. Is it wrong that he is the band for me, though? Really? No. He is. I don't think it's wrong. Most of the times, for me, the, singer, the lead singer of the band is the band. I mean, is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers really... The Heartbreakers. I mean, it's Tom Petty, right? You know, people care about Tom Petty, right? You know. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. I so my thing with this cat, he's an amazing singer. His arrangements are mind blowing. The way he puts these together. Apparently, what he's known for are these guitar solos. Uh, I like him as a rhythm guitarist. These solos, while technically impressive, don't go anywhere for me. They don't build to some sort of a crescendo and take me somewhere with it they're just like cool riff after cool riff after cool riff fair enough still impressive as fuck i can't do it it's dope but it's you know i see what i see what he's trying to do and it's just not quite there for me i i can feel that but i'll say this i feel like i feel like he's doing what a bunch of guitarists do to me like they just play a bunch of shit because they can not and it feels good to them not necessarily that it's like a cohesive shindig so i get that i yeah. get that now um, his range his range yeah. is impressive yeah. as well yeah homie comes through with that high he, I, I haven't heard him on on the low end but his high end is pretty fucking amazing he doesn't get too low no his strength is his high end he's he's got some you know he's a guy so he's got yeah. it in him but most of his songs are in that I mean, I'm pretty impressed by this guy. Well, let me say this. I also did some more research into his, the stuff that he's put out other than this. And I came across a song called I-69. That's my joint, bro. All right. So I-69, while a cute little double entendre about a road or a highway, an American highway, 
uh, versus on the other side of that entendre, a sexual act, obviously saying that I do 69, I 69, right? I uh, like a proclamation, mm-hmm. a declaration, yeah. a good declaration. I'm yeah. with him, but I was not impressed by the lyricism of that record at all. And it made me think that he's better with other, he might be, I'm, I'm anxious to see what he does in the future, but I think right now, what I'm seeing so far is that he's better with other people's material than with his own. I Thus mean, far. He's only dropped two solo songs and, and they've been okay. Um, and this but, was, this is you know. still, this is a couple years old. Yeah, this is, uh, so I'm hoping he's like, he's been yeah. tooling. He's, I hope, I, I'm hoping he's been under a rock somewhere working on some sort of a magnum opus that's going to blow everybody's mind. But if it's more like I-69, oh, this is great. You're not even talking about the song. You're talking about fucking I-69, bro. This is bro. great. You're right not even here. on the album. No, I'm talking about him in general. Uh, I think that he might be better with other people's material than he is with his own. But Maybe so. I, I haven't even... I don't know. Like, I-69's a fun song to me. Is it, like, super great lyrically? No. It's mildly clever. No, it's not. It's it's mildly clever. It's cute. It's a cute yeah, little tune. But is it this? Is it's it fun, this though. genius? It's a fun tune. And is it this moody? And no. No. It's a totally different vibe. It's... I love the backings on this. The the backing, uh, those haunting ooze in the background, those harmonies in the back. That's great. And the way he mixed this one, the, with those the the gritty guitars or synths, whatever that is, it's most likely a guitar. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, yeah. This 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 also makes me incredibly happy. Um, I like both of these songs a lot. And again, I'm just for me. I'm not going to say this is a high. Up. I'm not going to say this is a high point of the record for me. Uh, but it's it's got a mood, man. It's got a vibe. Yeah, man. It's a mover. I will say this: the album is a mover. It's a mover. It's a oh shit. All right, what's happening? Yeah. What's happening? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I'm like, gonna skip ahead though. Yeah, go ahead. This if this, if this one, were happening live though, I wouldn't walk out. Now, I'd be like, "Oh shit, what's that?" That's that's wild. Now this, on the other hand, this is a huge high point for me. This one features Janelle Monae. It's called "No Surprises." Oh yeah, they smashed this. Oh, it's so good. They smashed the hell out of this. to it but is about sad shit you listen yeah. to the lyrics it's heavy there's that dichotomy between the light and the dark yeah I enjoy that mm. That's the best part of the record for me. 
her whole thing makes me the first time i heard this track i ran just that part back like quite a few times see now this this isn't one of those ripping guitar solos this is written this is executed beautifully and it goes somewhere it does it's not aimless by any means no this is some queen shit I was gonna I say love it's, that it's, abrupt, totally, it's totally 70s. Rock. I love that abrupt cutoff there. Mm-hmm. And then the this. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a high point of this record. Okay, lady, by what's the dude's name? Roman, Roman John Arthur. John Arthur. Roman John Arthur. Get familiar, ladies and gentlemen. That's a great record. Uh, what else we got on here? High and dry. Uh, that's that's that that's uh, high and dry. What by are these? Radiohead. Okay, so what two tunes are these that are mashed up here? High and dry by Radiohead and Send It On by D'Angelo. Um, again, I, to me, I can't even say executed. that. I can't say that this isn't a high point either. This whole record is a high point. Yeah, it's it's right? pretty well executed, right? bro. It kind of is. Like, yeah. it really is. Like every song has something really nice on it. Man. And that, beautiful I mean, moments. That's what sells me. That's what this yes. record is. It's a series of beautiful moments. I'm not gonna say that the whole thing is like mind-boggling, but there are moments on at least every song that are for me it's a journey like it really it takes you various places seamlessly Mm. you know there's no like few albums or eps whatever can you listen to all the way through and there's not like some sort of disjointed vibe in there the thing you know i appreciate that it's it the vibe is pretty consistent it is it's pretty consistent this album i really can't talk much shit about it like i've been pretty quiet because i just fucking love it the only look the only thing i have to say is like i'm really anxious to see what, what he, he does really does everything else he's done i feel like he's done it for something and i think that might be an influence as to it but i look forward to his like for real yeah. album yeah like this really makes me feel like he's gonna do something great i know that you're not a big fan of i-69 but at the end of the day i think it's a fun song no it's totally a fun song and i, I like it is i'm cute. saying in juxtaposition to this oh yeah yeah you know what i mean when i listen to this against i-69 which is the only other single i could find well he's also got a Song. He's got a song called I Know. Okay. It's off the Wonderland one. EP where she basically Janelle Monet that her her album, which is I mean her album, her label, which is Wonderland, uh, did a little EP that ha- that has all of the artists that she intends to release. Um, there's a couple of other people on there um, to check out. I won't mention any names right now, but he's got a song on that called I Know, and that song is very 80s 80s pop. Okay. Um, you should check it out. Um, I, I'm almost tempted to pull it up, but it's an '80s pop type of thing. Like his, those two, they're they're kind of different. But you can see like everything he's like that song was also that it was put on that EP for a reason. Like it was part, it was made to be a part of a collection, just like the I69 song. It, it became a part of a soundtrack. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like those type of songs. There's a little bit. You know what I mean? You can go a different kind of way with those, but I think his solo album is going to be something to fucking I think to check I'm out. excited to hear it, man. I'm really excited to hear it. I love what he did with this. His arrangements are so impressive. Yeah. Um, his playing is pretty impressive. Again, I, 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 I said my shortcomings with it, but even that is nitpicking. 
it's still really beautiful and amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I won't say it's nitpicking. I, I totally get it. Oh, no, it's nitpicking because it's day. still amazing guitar playing. It's just, I've heard other cats like Prince, who he's obviously trying to emulate on, especially with some of his guitar sounds. Uh, he go, he'll start at some place and he'll take you someplace else. It's not just like, check this lick out, check this lick out, check this lick out. It's, there's an arc to his playing. I think even in the moments where he's doing check this lick out though, like uh, on that other song where he just did that dun 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 a bunch of times, while it's not really mind blowing, like you said, it is pretty technically proficient. But I think at that point, it wasn't meant to take you somewhere so much as it was meant to enhance a vibe that was going Absolutely. on like at that point of the song that point of the song is also kind of chaotic mm -hmm. and so i think that that was the intention and that it was meant to be chaotic same thing like in right the little, here maybe yeah same like in the distortion that just came in there i think it's meant to create a certain vibe mm -hmm. because once you get past that distortion there's this which is actually pretty it's pretty it's, it's all it's pretty. pretty this is pretty 80s rock to me yes you know 80s I blues rock even i get that you know sure uh, I hear Prince in that guitar sound, in the, especially in those those whining sounds he's making right now with oh, the guitar. I, I, I mean, let's let's. That's me, all I, Prince, right? Brother there. Man is obviously all he's obviously inspired by Prince without question. I mean, that like, lick have was you ridiculous, seen him? right? He's there. like this little tiny thing. Yeah, kind of. He could play Prince. These other. licks, this right here, these licks are amazing, and I wish that I had heard some of this on one of the, on that first tune. That first tune sets the precedent for this record, and everything is beautiful on it. And then it's just got this meandering solo at the end of it. That right there was a beautiful way to end this tune, high and dry. Mm -hmm. That solo right there was great. That solo had an arc. That solo started somewhere and it ended somewhere even better. I was impressed with that one, and the way that it's coming to an end here is gorgeous. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, this it's is a, a pretty. Record, this is a beautiful bro. record. Send it on is the last track on this record, and um, it's a few. It's a smash up of D'Angelo's "Send It On" mm -hmm. and um, "Nude" by uh, by Radiohead, by which Radiohead. I also think is a really pretty song. Again, much <laughs> more impressed with this version than the Radiohead version. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's dude's lyrics being sung by this guy. It's it's Tom York's lyrics, except this. this well, is, yeah, this is all D. This is D over uh, the Radiohead. Right, but track. I mean, I mean in general, when he's singing the Radiohead stuff, I really love it because it's beautiful lyrics, mm -hmm. heavy, in, introspective, mm -hmm. uh, smart, well-written lyrics yeah. from Tom York, being sung by this unbelievably soulful cat. Yeah, um, yeah it's 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 really impressive. I'll say it again. I really hope that his solo record lives up to this. I think this was a dangerous move on his part because he's showing off his musicianship, his arrangement, his singing skills, but not his lyric writing. Right. And I think right. that could possibly be this man's downfall. Maybe. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to remain ridiculously optimistic on this. Oh, me too. And I'm gonna. I'm just looking forward to it. I'm very. I'm. I'm. I'm more than optimistic. I think it's gonna be. I'm. I'm sure there's at least gonna be a few heaters on whatever comes right? next. And I mean, worst case scenario, if it isn't, fuck it. If it's a this? bunch of I-69s, I'm gonna be a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I'll just come back to this. I mean, I'm down for the message, son. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
but uh, but uh, but you can't hit me with this and then hit me with I sixty nine. I'm sorry. Yo, you also check out, check out I know. I mean, it's gonna okay. be that you're gonna feel the same way, but at least check it out. It's his other joint. It's eighties pop. It sounds like it could almost have been something on like Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, the original one from the eighties, not the one with Channing, whatever, and <laughs> Seth, whoever. Or, or, or is it? No. It's not Seth. <laughs> what the hell's his name? The, the fucking the other, other dude. One. The other one that looks like the dude. Yeah. It looks like Seth. The Whatever. Other, Jonah. Jonah. Jonah somebody. Yeah. The other, Jonah. The other Jewish funny guy. Jonah yes. Hill. Jonah, yeah. Jonah Hill. There you go. Yeah. Then Shannon. Shannon. Gives a fuck. Chan- whatever. Gives a whatever. Fuck. But yeah, I'm not talking about that one, folks. I'm talking about the one from the 80s. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I don't want anybody to get that shit confused. All right, Sybil. If we had to rate this record, this record is a solid four and a half for me. Four and a half. Yeah. There's like a couple little things that I'm like, but overall, this this album really makes it makes my liver cool. Makes your liver cool. Makes my liver cool. If this was if this album was a person, I would date. I'm gonna give this record a solid four and a half out of five stars. Sweet. Four and a half out of five. This was a really good neo soul week for me, doing this record and the and the Bernhoft record back to back. Lots of neo soul this week. I'm good. We agreed on that. We I both know, just gave man. it a four and a half. Um, so that definitely means it's worth a listen. I'm full up on 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 uh, on comfort food musically. Yo, Musical comfort food. That Bernhoft record delicious. is good. I mean, like he doesn't. He does it for me. He's he's good. I just he's like good, him. Man. I like him with his pedals and he's shit. He's great. Look, check him out. Look up all the... In fact, some of his other records will probably show up on this podcast if you keep listening. Right. Again, this was just our first episode. Yeah, thanks for I, listening. I hope it gets better. It I, will get better. <laughs> it will. We're still getting our feet. Uh, but, but yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Highly Heard. My name is Rowan Smith. This is Sybil Chanel. Look aside. How can people find you online, Sybil? Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, The Voice of Civil Chanel. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Just look up Civil Chanel. Uh, I'll be there. Rowan, how do we find you? You can find me by looking up uh, MC No One MC on no one. Google, MC K N O W O N E. And you can find me across most things. You can find me at Rowan Smith Projects. That's what she said. Yeah. You can find me at Rowan Smith Projects uh, on Instagram and uh, MC No One everywhere else. And also check out the group that Sybil and I sing in the Asylum Chorus at theasylumchorus.com. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is I highly heard. heard. <laughs>